Welcome to the Gospel Saves Podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. Please visit thegospelsaves.me. Welcome back to our study of the resurrection. In the previous podcast, I talked about the change of body we are given upon our resurrection from the dead. When God gives us a spiritual body, He equips us to live for eternity. Flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. As we close our study of 1 Corinthians 15, we will once again see how the resurrection of Jesus gives us victory over our greatest enemy, death. On our last program, we left off in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, talking about how our body is one day going to be raised. This is not a difficult thing for God to reconstitute a body that has decayed, perhaps even to the point of becoming dust. God can bring that body up out of the grave. And as Paul has made plain, the body that we will occupy for eternity is going to be different. Just as a plant is much different than the seed that is placed in the ground, so too our body for eternity will be different than our physical body. Just as there are different kind of bodies and animals and fish and fowl and human beings, so too our body for eternity is going to be different. Just as there are different kinds of bodies in the heavens, there are suns and stars and moons and planets and comets and asteroids, just as there are all these different types of bodies up in the heavenly realm, so too our body for eternity is going to be different than our physical body. We left off in verses 42 and 43 talking about how our body is sown in corruption. In other words, it's decaying. That as soon as we are born, even though we grow, we're really on the clock. And we're one day closer to our death. And the older we get, the more our body begins to break down. It's sown in corruption, but it's raised in incorruption. In other words, all the sickness and sorrow and pains and aches that we feel in this life will not be experienced in the next. It's going to be an incorruptible body, a body that will not break down, a body that will last for eternity. It's sown in dishonor. And death is a very dishonorable thing. If you've ever watched someone close to you go through an agonizing death, you know exactly what Paul means. And yet, even though it's sown in dishonor, it's raised in glory. So all the ugliness of death, all the horrors of death, are vanquished by this glorious resurrection, this body that comes forth that never can die again. It's sown... In weakness, Paul says, but it's raised in power. We are weak. And the farther along in life we go, we realize just how weak we are. When we're young, we think we're indestructible. We think we know everything. And I guess you might say there are probably still people who are not young anymore that still think they know everything. But the wise among us recognize that the farther along in life they go, the less they know. It dies in weakness. We break down. 
And yet we come forth in power. And of course, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that's going to raise us from the dead. That's the hope we have in Jesus. He says in verse 44, It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Now here's what Paul has been driving at the entire time. and In fact, I've said this several different times on the last program and a little bit today. What we have is a spiritual body. A body that's going to come forth out of that grave and it's going to be changed into a spiritual body. When we're talking about a spiritual body, we're just talking about a body that exists outside the confines of the material realm. There is something that is beyond the material realm. It's the spiritual. That's where God is. God is spirit. Jesus has become a life-giving spirit. And by that, he just means that Jesus has become a spiritual man. We all have a spirit and soul inside of us. This is our, our spiritual component. And yet we also have this body that breaks down, that is weak, that, is, that dies and is sown into the ground so that a spiritual body might come forth. And as we've said several different times, we don't know what that body is going to be like, but it will be different. It's going to be different. Just as a seed is different from a plant, just as a star is different from the moon, just as a lion is different from a crappie, or a man. A spiritual body that will be far different. And here in verse number 45, Paul ties back to that idea of the first man being Adam. The natural man came first, but then the spiritual man comes in Jesus Christ. Just as in Adam all die, so in Jesus all will live. And all will live in eternity because they have this spiritual body. This is where God dwells in eternity. Paul goes on in verse number 46. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. This is an idea we've already talked about. Paul first establishes a very clear order in the universe. The natural comes first and then the spiritual. And we can apply that principle in all sorts of different ways. It applies to our worship of God, for instance. Under the old law, we have a lot of physicality, if you will, physical sacrifices, physical worship. But under the new covenant in Jesus Christ, we have a worship that is of spirit and of truth. The natural comes first and then the spiritual. And this is true when it comes to the resurrection of the body. Adam was first. He was the natural man. We have borne his image. But afterwards... When we are resurrected from the dead, we will bear the image of the first spiritual man. Remember, Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection, and he is the first one to rise from the dead, never to die again. And he is the first one who has been given a spiritual body, a body that will last for eternity. John says it's a mystery. 
We don't know what that body will look like. It's not been revealed. But we do know this. However Jesus looks, that's how we are going to look. Now this I say, brethren, verse number 50, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. The reason we have to change, the reason our body must be transformed, is because flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom of God. You can't stay in your physical body and be with God for eternity. So the transformation has to take place. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? Paul says, I'm going to tell you a mystery. We all shall not sleep, but we shall all be changed. Now remember, he's already talked about in earlier verses how Jesus rose and the righteous will raise. And then if we're still alive when Jesus returns, we also will be changed. He says this will take place in the twinkling of an eye very quickly. At the last trumpet, and of course we've seen that last trumpet in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, that Jesus will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God. Let's go back there for just a moment. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 15, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. At that trumpet, the dead in Christ will rise first. Paul says they will be changed first. Then we will rise up in the air and we also will be changed if we remain until the Lord returns. And so the corruptible has put on incorruption. The mortal has put on immortality. And at this moment, when the righteous have been fitted with their eternal tabernacle, that spiritual body that will last for eternity, at that moment we see the great victory over death. Notice that's where Paul ends up. It's the same thing he talked about a few verses earlier. That when the kingdom is delivered over to the Father, when all who are in the kingdom are fitted for eternity, then death will be cast into the lake of fire. That death has been swallowed up in victory. And for the Christian, Paul says, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? For the Christian, there is no sting in death. For the Christian, the grave has no victory because they cannot hold them. 
And ultimately, these two captors of humanity will be destroyed in the lake of fire. And so we see the ultimate victory in Jesus Christ. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. As we draw this series of lessons to a close, notice how Paul concludes this chapter. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. This is such an important perspective to keep in mind as we draw this series of lessons to a close. Jesus has risen from the dead. There is a resurrection to come. There is a hope of eternal life. My friends, if you are a follower of Jesus this morning, don't be moved away from that hope. Be steadfast. Don't allow the course of this world and all the things that seem to be going wrong right now, don't let that influence you and lead you away from the Lord. Be immovable, steadfast, and wait. And realize that everything you do in life echoes for eternity. Your works follow you. And if you are a follower of the Lord, those good works will endure for an eternity. You're laying up treasure in heaven. Thanks for listening to The Gospel Saves. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find him on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know and do His perfect will. Oh. Uh-huh.